0: Service, live. We live, y'all. Hallelujah. You yeah, used to say back in the day, live in Memorex. We live in YouTube, <laughs> Instagram, hallelujah, to the glory of Amen, 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 amen. We're going to jump right in to our teaching this morning. Again, we'll be coming out of the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. But I really want to rest our eyes on verse 42, 46, and 47. I'm going to read those before we begin. It says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Verse 46. So they continuing daily with one accord. Say one accord, y'all. In the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity, Praising God, look at this, and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily Mm -hmm. those who were being saved. Amen. Praise God for his word. God, we thank you and bless you once again for your power and your presence. We ask, God, that you move right now, God, and have your way. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless your name, God. Uh, we are one. We are one. Now, Frankie Beverly and Maze, okay, now. one of my favorite soulful singing groups, All right. <laughs> had a plethora of hits in the late 70s and the 80s. Songs like Southern Girl, Uh, Before I Let Go, Happy Feelings, uh, Joy, and some of y'all singing right now, Joy and Pain. And one of my personal favorites, of which echoes the complete opposite state of our country for the last four years, which is ironically called, entitled We Are One. And this song goes on to say, We Are One. No matter what we do, we are one. Love will see us through. Uh, We are one, and that's the way it is. And we know from what we have seen, heard, and experienced, our country is in no way near being the we are one country under our current leadership, which looks to promote division and divide. And during the last four years, preachers and proclaimers of the gospel like myself have stood in pulpits and purposely put our weight on how divided our country is. But after the Lord allowed me to take the beam out of my eye as a believer and a preacher of the gospel, I did a self-examination in regards to my personal activity within the church and the body of Christ, which then led me to do a collective examination, then a corporate examination, follow up a congregational examination, which then moved me to do a global examination of the church and we, the body of Christ, that make up the church. And I discovered that we, the church, the ecclesia, the called out assembly of God, the body of Christ is also divided and not on one accord. Now, now we may not promote division, but the things we do, my God, and the things we have allowed has called division in the church and we have to acknowledge that. And according to God's word, he doesn't desire us to be that way. Look at what Paul says about unity, hallelujah, in the book Christ in Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. Paul says, therefore, I, the Lord, Paul was in prison, y'all, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, look, accept another in love. Diligently keeping and look at the unity of the spirit with the peace that binds us together. It's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all And it is the Lord's desire that you, me, and we, unity, hallelujah, bless your name God, walk in unity and not in division, and the Apostle Paul lays out how we accomplish this as believers, and it takes exercise, and look at this y'all, what many of us struggle with executing Even after salvation, my God, Uh, which is humility, not being high-minded or superior. Uh, Gentleness, not being harsh or stern. Uh, Patience, not being calm or forbearing. Uh, Love, not being affectionate or kind-hearted. Peace, not being in harmony or in agreement. See, when we as believers struggle to display these spiritual attributes of the Holy Spirit that are listed in Galatians 5 and 22 and refrain from allowing them to take root in our heart and display them among other believers, it will cause us not to be united within the body of Christ, which in turn sets limits on the move of God in our lives individually and collectively as the church and the body of Christ. Amen. Y'all praying for me this morning? Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 when we take a hold of these spiritual attributes and begin to exercise them through the direction look at this and guidance of the Holy Spirit, it will bind us, my God. Fetter us and chain us together as one body one spirit with one hope as we submit to the Christian concept of oneness that Paul proclaims is in one Lord, ah, one faith, one baptism, my God, one God and Father who is above all, look at this, and united in all. but, But for us to get there as the church and the body of Christ, we who have been so quick to point out division within our country and our country leaders, but have remained silent, still, and reserve about addressing the division, the divide, and not being on one accord within the church and the body of Christ here and abroad. Someone must take courage and be willing to address this thing just like the Apostle Paul did. Hallelujah. Isaiah said, send me, Lord. I said, send Steve, Lord, and I'll do it. For, For it was Paul led by the Holy Spirit, look, underline this, and love for the people of God that led him to address the division being demonstrated at the church of Corinth, and in doing so, that church realized the importance of unity and oneness in the church and in the body of Christ. And unity, oneness, and being on one accord is even the more important today as we look to fulfill the great commission to go and make disciples In these days when marginalized people, hopeless people, disenfranchised people, it's about people y'all, wandering people, displaced people are looking for a people, the body of Christ that they can trust and depend on and a place, the church, to be yes, a judgment-free zone but also a division free zone, that they can experience the beauty and blessing of community, oneness, care, compassion, and true fellowship within the church and the body of Christ, and not just in certain sections or groups that have the power to cause division, look at this, where God wants to be glorified. (laughs) How, how, How can we go if we're divided? How can we disciple if there's deficient? In the same manner as how can we say we love God that we can't see and hate our brother who we do see? It just doesn't add up, Dontre. And, and, and if you, and if we're not careful, look, our Christian marriages that are a pictorial illustration of Christ and the church Therefore, giving the marriage the power to draw unsaved couples to us. But if we're divided, oh my God, and not on one accord in our Christian marriages, we miss the opportunity to draw say unsaved folk to us that they may know Jesus Christ as Lord. Because division doesn't draw, y'all. It pushes souls away. And we serve a God who draws. So what causes division in the church? According to the word of God. Ah, my God. It's in there, y'all. It's in there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 through 13, uh, Paul identifies the, uh, oh, my God, the attraction of following different leaders in the church, look, who serve the same Lord, stand before the same people. Preach the same gospel, but may have different styles as a cause for division in the church and in the body of Christ. Look what Paul says. He said, I appeal to you, I beg you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no, look at this, division among you. But that you be united in the same mind and same judgment. for it has been reported by Chloe. See, so somebody, somebody dropped a dime on them, y'all. And it was somebody from Chloe's crew. For, for, for it, it, it has been reported to me by Chloe's people, it says, that there is quarreling among you. And see, folks be watching us as believers, y'all. Yeah, Chloe and her crew was watching and reported back to Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, he goes on to say, A quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you, look at it, says, I follow Paul. Or I follow Apollos. Or I follow Cephas. Or I follow Christ. Paul goes on to say, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Paul makes look mention of three leaders and preachers besides himself that the people decided to follow, which which caused a divide in the church and in the body of Christ. Apollos was was one, and he was an eloquent, well-versed preacher and teacher like Pastor Benson, who who came from under the discipleship and teaching of John the Baptist, and that made some people want to follow him. The other leader and preacher was named Cephas, who is better known to us as Peter, the rambunctious and radical disciple of Jesus Christ himself. And because of that and his elevated age, some of the church wanted to follow him. The other leader, preacher, prophet, Lord, and king was Jesus Christ himself, that some in this church made the right choice and right decision to follow. And the fellowship of Jesus Christ was Paul's position of right reference in this matter that calls division. You see, when the church, the body of Christ, is following Jesus, we can do some things, y'all. And it's Jesus who is the head of the church, the one who died for the church, and the one coming back for the church— We will in no way be divided if we follow him and allow division to filter into our fellowships, where the Lord Jesus is to be the main attraction, the headliner, and the closer, not man. Oh, my God. And because Jesus is the head of the church, the body of Christ, and He and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one, according to 1 John 5 and 7. Jesus, therefore, has the authority to place a lead representative of his choosing. To be the main spiritual leader and under-shepherd that dispenses or feeds knowledge and understanding of the word of God to the church and the body of Christ that the Lord has assigned him to. And this individual uh, has the calling of uh, the heart of God and the title of pastor. Look what Jeremiah, look what Jeremiah says. He says in, in Jeremiah 3 and 15. And I will give you pastors yes, according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge. And understand. I need some knowledge and understanding from the Word of God. So I searched all over to get under a good pastor that has a heart for the people and a heart of God. Amen. And I found one. Hallelujah. Look, and when we look, oh my God, and when we fail to follow, disregard, submit, and honor the pastor, leader, and representative of God and instead choose to follow others, just like that of those at the church of Corinth. Division, divide and not being on one accord, which has the ability to birth, to birth cliques, groups, and churches within churches, will become our destiny and our downfall as the church and the body of Christ here and abroad. And that's not what the God of our salvation died for, my God. He wants his church and his body to look like him. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost connected in unity. He wants us, to, the church and the Bible of Christ here and abroad, to walk in the we are one status. That he can move within us, look at this, and do some amazing, he's doing some amazing Things and that will only transpire, y'all, when we are not just hearers of the word of God. A lot of hearers out here, y'all, amen. But but, but doers of the word of God that has the power look at this to destroy division, put to death what divides us, and give us what we need to be on one accord, amen. The word of God is is full of action. We need to be doing it. When we do it, we can put division on a run. We can put the death divide and schisms. And here in the book of Acts, of which I like to call the book of action, uh, due to how Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit, and he, the Holy Spirit goes on to empower uh, and empower his chosen vessel vessels, To do what no other power can do. But here in chapter 2, we are introduced to the first church. Say first church, y'all. Y'all. Amen. (laughs) And the first church model within the body of Christ that was, was, look, Uh, division-free. Click-free. And divide-free, which allowed them to be on one accord. And because of that, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, used them to do some things in Jerusalem that had never been done before. See, when we are not divided, but on one accord, Hallelujah! And the body, of, in the body of Christ, and the Holy Spirit, He can then move, Hallelujah, and use us to do some amazing things in Delaware. In, in New York, in China, in Africa, and in the uttermost parts of the earth that have never, ever, ever been done before. And it all happens when we're on one accord. Amen. And if we, the church, the body of Christ, the desire to break away from being divided and get back to the we are one model and mindset— We need to look at how these other brothers and sisters from the first church in Jerusalem did it and take some notes, study them, and then apply them. Look look at verse 42 in chapter 2 of Acts. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread. And to prayer. Now, in my 53 years of living on planet Earth, <clears throat> I've learned that oftentimes when things go wrong in my life, getting back to the basics helps me get my life in order. Amen. I know I'm not by myself. And if we want to get uh, free from being divided, we need to get back to the basics as the church. Can I get an amen? And here we find out that the basic, oh my God, fundamental truth for us to destroy division is devoting, committing, and consecrating ourselves to listening, learning, and living what the Bible teaches, and in this regard, what the Bible teaches about unity. Look what it says. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now, here in chapter 2, around verses 14 through uh, to 21, Peter was preaching and teaching up a storm, y'all, so much that it's recorded that 3,000 souls got saved on that one day. Hallelujah. Remember that the Holy Spirit had come and taken up residence within the apostles'. So they were moving from house to house, teaching the word of God. Uh, John, John was probably teaching about the love of Jesus, for he was the disciple that Jesus loved. Uh, Thomas was probably teaching about the resurrection of Jesus because he doubted it was Jesus when he got up, so he had to put his hand in the side. Andrew probably was teaching about the healing power of Jesus. And Peter, oh, big mouth Peter, The apostle was probably teaching about the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And how they were to be united, how we are to be united in the same way as the church and the body of Christ. You see, when we as God's people devote ourselves to the teaching and our personal study on the topic of unity and oneness, in the body of christ and just and and it just not become head knowledge but heart knowledge because heart knowledge of the word of god will move you not to just be a hearer of the word but a doer of god's word and when we devote ourselves to do what the word of god directs us to do unity harmony And oneness, look at this, grounded in love will give us the power to destroy division in the church and in the body of Christ. See, committing ourselves to the apostles' doctrine that is laced and loaded in the word of God will help us, my God, if we follow it, if we do it, to be on one accord and stop this division that's been happening for centuries. The buck stops here for us to go, glow, and go for Jesus. And mean, the disciples he calls for us to be in these last and evil days, we will have to consecrate, commit ourselves to learning the word of God and applying it, hallelujah, that we can destroy division in the church. A devotion to to fellowship was also important for the first church as well. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and the breaking of bread. Now, this first church, the early church, was able to dismiss division. Look at this, y'all. And strive for being on one accord because fellowship, by way of worship, Look at this. Intimate gatherings. Ah, not just gatherings, but intimate yeah, exchanging gatherings. Hallelujah. Of love. Hallelujah. And and, and and prosperity and peace. And the breaking of bread, i.e., eating together. We know you know we all like to eat. Amen. So so that shouldn't be a problem for. A lot of us, amen, we we shouldn't have no division in regards to that, amen. We can sit down and get our grub on with the quickness, amen. So that was important for in relationships and community, look at this, within the body of Christ. Christ wants us to grow relationships in this community, y'all, that we can go out and share the gospel with power. Remember at this time, remember at this time of their worship service where the worshipers were held in their homes. Mm, my God. They had access to the temple, but oftentimes to keep unity and division out, they celebrated the Lord's Supper in one another's home, of which some were converted into small chapels. Amen. I, 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 believe, I believe I'm on something right here, Pastor Benson. We're about to start our life groups, right? Yeah, and they're gonna be in our home, oh my God. They're gonna be in our homes, right? And it's gonna give us an opportunity to build relationships, to grow with one another around the Word of God that we can kill this thing called division in the house of God. Ah, amen. The Holy Ghost just gave me that one, amen. Yeah, it says so. So it was easy for them oh, to transition to a time of intimate fellowship and to the eating of food because they were in their homes, amen? And, yeah, I think we're going to have some food at, at our gatherings too, amen? Yeah, some chili. Yeah, some, yeah. Now, due to the times we are living in as the church and the body of Christ, we are not able to experience fellowship like that of the first church or like we did a few months ago. But but, but but there are other ways, my God, uh, phone calls, oh. text messages, uh, Zoom fellowships, uh, FaceTime, a card or a letter. Uh, wait a minute. They've been messing with that stuff, haven't they? So we got to be careful about the cards and the letters. Amen. But send it anyway. <laughs> By the grace of God, it will get to where you're sending it. Hallelujah. And even a lunch look outside can help us fellowship, build relationships. B- because of this pandemic, ah my God, we, 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 we can't be, we shouldn't be divided. But make every effort, just like the early church did, to bring us closer together that we can put death, uh, to what divides and distance us. And the culprit, Allah, ah, is, is our separation. Come on, since we've been separated, y'all, we haven't heard from some of us. We haven't talked to one another. We can't let the separation of this pandemic cause us to divide and stop the unity that we have, y'all. We're more than that. We serve a God that's bigger than that. He has put stuff in place for us to use that we can fellowship on, and love on one another. Amen? Yeah, yeah, see, see, see. During this time, our connection, our unity, our togetherness as the body of Christ is even the more important. Satan thinks, see, Satan think he has us on the run because we can't meet, Right? That's why even now it's more important that we reach out and be unified as the body of Christ. Look, by any means necessary. Oh, make an effort, y'all. Amen. It's important. Say, As we don't have, look, we don't have the luxury, y'all, of fellowship and like with you. Times have changed. My God, they have change, y'all. So we have to make an effort, an extra effort, a a, a pressing, my God, effort, hallelujah, to stay close to one another no matter what. Amen? Yeah, if, 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 if it's a gas issue, go to Shell and get you a gas card that gets you $5 off your gas every time you go. If it's a baby, oh, my God. Come, come, come come on. Come on. I I know, look, I know you're tired of Zoom. But right now, Zoom is all we have. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it will help us and prevent us from being divided as the church and the body of Christ. Amen. I heard somebody say on a Zoom call, I'm Zoomed out. Well, you better get zoomed in if you don't want the enemy to come in and divide the church because we're separated, y'all. Physically. But not spiritually, amen. Because we're two or three be gathered in his name, he is in the midst, y'all, amen. We got to get back to the basics. The word of God. Consecrated in our hearts. David said, I'm going hide it in my heart that I won't, will not sin against thee. Fellowship by way of communication and and technology, amen, that we won't be divided, but we'll stand in unity. Lastly, lastly, what prevented the first church in Jerusalem from experiencing division and divide was their, oh my God, was their devotion to prayer. Yeah, I, I, think, I think this lining up, Pastor. I, I made an announcement earlier that on, on August the 25th at 6.30, Advance Next Drive in uh, Middletown, Delaware, we, the people of God of new direction, are, are summoned oh my God. to come out and pray. Huh? See, it was prayer, devotion to prayer. See, they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread. Look at this, the caveat. And to prayer. See, prayer, look, prayer was of the norm for these Christian disciples even before the first church was established. For in Acts 1 and 14, it's noted that they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Amen? Yeah, see, there were some praying folk even before the church was established in, in chapter two. And, and the Bible says that it was some it was some sisters there praying. I don't know about you, but, but there are some sisters when they pray. <laughs> Heaven comes down, and we get an opportunity to be in the presence. There's something about sisters praying. It says Mary was there and the mother of, they were some praying sisters, y'all. So prayer is what the first church did on a constant and consistent basis. And they did it, Brother Warren, together, together, together. Did I say together? Together, together. Yeah, we have a prayer line, I believe, also, don't we? At New Direction Bible Fellowship. And it's a time for us to do what? Pray together, together, and together. See, we have to take advantage of those things, amen? Just like the early church, that there will be no division or divide or schism or cliques in the church, in the body of Christ, here and abroad. So when we pray, our prayer just can be focused on us. Our prayer is to be focused on the body of Christ, that the Bible says is tightly and fitly joined together. Amen. We got to get back to being tight. Amen. Because it's just right to be tight. That's sounds like a sermon title right there. It's just right to be tight. See, look, they were hip to the we are one mindset when it came to prayer. I think it's safe to say that this church, the body of Christ, believe what Pastor James, the brother of Jesus, said about prayer in James five sixteen in the B portion. James says the effectual, fervent prayer of look, the righteous has the power as it is working, and 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 as as this the first church, the body of Christ, continues to pray constantly and consistently. Their prayers were working, huh, moving uh, to keep the vision, divide, schisms, discord, or anything else that will cause them not to be in harmony and, and miss the opportunity to see the Lord in their midst. Amen. See, the Lord ain't, ain't about this foolishness of division. Amen. We praying for him to show up and we all divided God like I ain't, I, I ain't got no time for that <laughs> I want some folk that are together together yeah. that are sitting up praises together ah, that are crying together that are mourning together yeah. that are loving together my yeah. God my God yeah. uh, that are helping one another together together yeah. you see the past a pattern here's a pattern here y'all because, look, because they were sold out to do the things that connected them to Jesus. Yeah, What, what are you doing that's connecting you to Jesus? Amen. See, Which in turn motivated them to uh, be connected to one another. See, if I'm, look, it just makes sense. If I'm connected to Jesus, uh, we should be connected to one another as the body of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Because we are one just like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. So that they had a commitment, oh my God, to support, sacrifice, and stand in the gap for one another. That's why it's important that we have this connection, even during this time of pandemic, that we can be able to stand in the gap for one another, because you're sharing with me what you're going through, and I'm sharing with you what I'm going through. So now as we're talking together, we can stand in the gap for one another. I need some gap standards. Any gap standards in the house this morning? Yeah, yeah, because working this second shift is killing me. So pray my strength in the Lord. Stand in the gap for me. See, when when the church, the body of Christ here and abroad in this, the 21st century, becomes sold out, to do what connects us to Jesus. Oh, my God. It will connect us. It will bind us and thread us together as the body of Christ, just like the first church in Jerusalem. And we, too, will be able to experience division-free church. Oh, my Oh, my God. What does it look like, division-free church? That the Lord, oh my God, that the Lord has confidence and freedom to send souls to for salvation that will experience unity. Look at verse 46 and 47 as I close. It says, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people, and the Lord, my God, added to the church daily who were being saved. The English Standard Standard Version says like this, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being Saved, amen. So, come on. My, my Holy Ghost imagination tells me it, it, it was day by day, but it was probably hour by hour. It, it was probably minute by minute. Because the, 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 the church was together. No division. You see, when we are free from division and divide as the church, the body of Christ, and we are, and we are on one accord, look. Seeking and loving one another, the Lord will be moved to add the souls of people to the church, the body of Christ, that we can help them, love them, my God, caress them, encourage them, that they may be able to reach their full potential. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Why? Because we are one. No matter what it is, we are one. God's coming back for the church. Yeah. And he wants his church to be one. The body of Christ. So I set forth the mandate, my God. It starts now. We need to move expeditiously, quickly, and put to death what divides us. That we can come together as one. That Jesus, Jesus, will be happy and excited about coming back for us, the church. God, we thank you. God, we bless you. We thank you for being a God that looks beyond our faults and supplies our needs. And God, we need you. We need you to help us to grow in maturity through your word that we're able to put to death what divides us in the body of Christ. God, here in Delaware and all over the world, God, we know that you can do it because you never, ever fail. God, you are always there when we need you. David said, if I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I make my bed, you are there, God. So, God, we're extending ourselves to you for help through the power of the Holy Spirit to convict us as the body of Christ. But God, then convert us to being more like Christ and breaking down the division, the walls, my God, mm, the barriers, the schisms, the cliques in the body of Christ that disjoints us. God, we have a desire to please you. And we know coming together as the body of Christ tightly and fitly joined together will make you joyous, God. God, our desire is to make you happy, God. So help us, God, to surrender and submit to not doing what divides us, huh, but doing what brings us closer and closer and closer to one another mm, as we draw nigh to thee. God, we're begging you. We're beseeching you, God. I'm standing in the gap for the body of Christ, for the church right now as a whole, globally, locally, congregationally, communally, or privately, that we come together and throw all that other stuff out that we can be the church the body of Christ that you desire for us to be in these last and evil days God folks are hurting God and they're looking for a place of refuge a people of love help us to prepare ourselves to be like you and receive them only do it, God, if we're on one accord, because that's when you move mightily and do the unthinkable, hallelujah, through us, in us, and around us. So have your way, God. We need you. name God he's worthy he's worthy to be praised amen. Amen. amen you 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 may have been listening this morning hallelujah and, and you tuned into the message